This is Stephen Strang, and welcome to my podcast for July 27th, 2020. And I'm so honored to be able to interview my longtime friend, Bishop George Bloomer, who is pastor of the Bethel Family Worship Center in Durham, North Carolina. And we've been friends at least since the 90s, and he's spoken at some of our conferences. He is one of the most dynamic speakers I've ever heard in my own life, and he's also very outspoken about issues affecting the church and America. And recently we were talking about uh, how he sees current events, especially in light of the four forces of the apocalypse. So this is going to be good. Hang on. And uh, first, let me uh, welcome you, Bishop Bloomer. Thank you for fitting me in with a very, very busy schedule. But uh, you know, I've been doing podcasts on current events. I just kind of hit it from different aspects. And I just thought it was so interesting that you actually see this as the four horses of the apocalypse. So would you elaborate? Well, I'd like to say, how you doing today? And yes, we've been friends forever and a day. <laughs> so for more days. <laughs> um, the, the Revelation chapter number six says that... Uh, 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 John is on the Isle of Patmos. He's transferred into the spirit. He's in the Lord's in the spirit, and he sees uh, the Lord sitting on his throne and a scroll with seven seals, and no one is there to open up the seals. And he weeps, and an angel goes over to him and says, "Weep not. Uh, the Lamb has prevailed. Uh, he's able to open up the seals." And he opened up the first seal, and there went out a white horse, and the white horse. Uh, represented uh, a false religion. A bow, he had a bow and a crown was given unto him and he went forth conquering and conquered. Um, uh, the next seal is opened up and a red horse goes forth and he said, um, come and see. And the rider that rode it had a sickle in his hand or a sword in his hand. And uh, uh, he went forth and wars and uh, uh, um, calamity came on the earth. The next horse, went forth a black horse, and the rider on the horse had a scale saying, a measure of wheat for a penny, measure of barley for two pennies, and uh, it represented the economy. And then the pale horse, where we get the word chronos uh, uh, from, or hepatite, which means hepatitis, he said, he shall kill with the beast of the field, and with, uh, uh, with death, and with the sword, uh, is the pandemic. And I look at that, those ancient texts, and uh, compare them to uh, what we are dealing with right now. The hoofs of the four horsemen of the apocalypse are galloping all at one time. False, false, false religion. The Bible says that the uh, in Revelation chapter number 13, he looked up and there was, a, Revelation chapter number 12, there was a woman clothed in the sun and the moon under her feet, and there was this great huge mountain, seven mountains. There was a dragon that went forth, and then in Revelation 17, says the dragon which you see are seven mountains on which the whore or the church, the false church sits on, and it's referring to false religion. Uh, not long ago, we had uh, on the impeachment trials of, of Donald Trump, uh, uh, Mick Romney uh, stood up and uh, the uh, websites of the, the, the church of the Latter-day Saints crashed because he stood up as the moral voice of the nation. Um, a bishop in a church that doesn't uh, hold Jesus to be the true son of God, but makes him as a prophet. So we're seeing false religion, and many of our, our, our church leaders have embraced with these 
uh, United Faith or ecumenical faith movements that are Muslim and a mosque leader. And this one is we're all together praying because in the gods we now trust. And uh, uh, we're seeing this in the headlines and we're seeing churches embrace these other religious ideologies when the scripture says thou shalt have no other god before me that's the white horse well how does all this really relate to what we see especially with the unrest in our country uh, the rioting in the streets i mean this is what happens in third world countries not the land of the free and the home of the brave and uh you know there are people that are actually calling for you know, destroying America as we know it. And uh, what do you say to those people? Well, there's the, the, the red horse. Uh, they went forth, this red horse went out. And uh, although this horse is red, his ideology and his rhetoric is black. Oh, there's a movement that has arised called Black Lives Matter. And uh, uh, although as a slogan, back Black Lives Matter, I agree with it. But as a movement, if you look into their statement of faith and what they believe in, they're literally calling for the dismantling of the United States of America, of, of, of our principles, of, of, of free abortions, free sex changes, free uh, 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 school for everyone, free health care, the socialism, Marxism, all of this is gathered together up under one umbrella. About uh, in 2016, the uh, approval ratings for Black Lives Matter was at 16%. After the knee went on the, sh the, the neck of George Floyd, the approval ratings is 56%. Uh, the way that the movement is moving is like a bill on Capitol Hill where you get a bill and uh, you keep on writing, 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 and then people just lift up parts of the bill, throw their pork inside of it, and the bill has now got funding for all different types of things, and it's uh, 7,000 uh, uh, pages. No one has the time to read it, and so they keep on throwing stuff in it. That's what we're looking at there. And the spirit behind this is the enemy. It's Satan himself. And uh, the church needs to wake up and realize and the enemy has been very, very successful in taking uh, Black Lives Matter, which was founded by uh, some folks from the LGB community, taking it from a uh, uh, and uh, from a uh, homosexual lesbian agenda and merging it with the civil rights movement. So there you have pork being hidden in the bill. And people are out in the streets and they're Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, and Black Lives does matter. I'm black and my life matters. But deep down inside of it, there's something sinister that is going on. And so how do you think the church should respond? Because I don't hear very many voices speaking up. And, you know, most pastors don't even know what to say or do. They don't want to say anything wrong uh, with the cancel culture that is very apparent now, you know, they're afraid they'll be canceled. I mean, I did, we've reported about the pastor in Alabama, Chris Hodges, who pastors what is probably the largest church in Alabama, Church of the Highlands, and he went through his Twitter, and, you know, people send stuff, and he would just click like, 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 and he was, he was liking stuff that was just, uh, at least according to the examples that I read, it was just like normal conservative stuff. But some uh, black teacher 
who just thought this was awful, started a whole Twitter war, and there were school boards in his area that refused to let his church meet in their uh, auditoriums or gymnasiums. Uh, I remember that. They yes. ha- they have a, it's a huge church, and they have a lot of little campuses. They, and it was over a like. I mean, what can mm-hmm. be more innocent in the world than your own personal opinion, clicking on it, thinking that nobody in the world is ever going to know it? Apparently, there's a way they can track that down. It makes all of us vulnerable. It's like, oh, we do something by accident, and suddenly uh, we have three uh, church campuses canceled. Uh, that's what it was in his case. So what do you say to people like that? What, what can the average person do, even if they're not a pastor, what can the average person do to just say, you know what, this is not right. This has gotten all out of uh, control, and we need to bring some order, especially some law and order, in the places where there's all this violence and uh, unrest and looting and that kind of thing. Well, you know, even even if it's uh, if, even if you like something that is not uh, uh, where someone disagrees with, what is happening to our freedom of speech? Our uh, who who has the right to tell you what to like and what not to like? And I do understand that he pushed something wrong, but that's where it starts first. The enemy has started a fight between uh, the churches. So you now you have uh, two churches that are in America. You have the evangelicals, and then you have the other church. And so there's a civil war going on within the structure of the church. It's a liberal church and a conservative church. I wrote a book some years ago called Elephants in the Church, and I call myself a conservative. And this is where we are. We are very, very concerned about, you know, what what do we preach? What do, how, how do you, are we for abortions? Are we uh, are, are, are we for uh, giving the? the is, I, I'm I'm getting stuck in my brain as so many things are flying through my head, and I know we only have a little bit of time. The issues that we're having right now is satanic, and um, and it's being driven by voices that are familiar to us, and that's how the enemy starts his his fights. I'm a spiritual warfare preacher. So we having we having fights against. Can you imagine uh, preachers, men with collars on, uh, out front in front of the uh, 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 the right to have an abortion, the right to be gay, uh, the right, the right, the right, the right, the right. Can you imagine? This is this is this is where we are, and so uh, we have a president right now, and. Uh, some people like him, some people don't. There are some days that I wish he wouldn't say some of the things that he says. But when we look at certain of our moral and biblical principles, he's fighting for us in, 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 in those areas. Now, I'm going to tell the Black Lives people something, and I said it before, I'm going to say it again strongly, that Donald Trump is the best president that they could have ever gotten because without Donald Trump being the president of the United States of America, there would never be Black Lives Matter written on the streets of Washington, D.C. in a plaza. There wouldn't be Black Lives Matter in front of Trump Towers. There wouldn't be because there wouldn't have been a person that uh, would have the lingo and the language uh, to speak out against certain things that can stir other individuals in terms of sound bites. And this is where we are in this moment. 
And we can't achieve peace on our own. We need the grace and the power of God to do it. And during this pandemic with churches closing and the internet going wild and crazy and folks are in the street, the pandemic brought us in. The pandemonium brought us out. Uh, Think for a few moments. Imagine for a few moments a world, a country that we live in, where the police departments are defunded. Imagine that. Imagine no law and order in the country. This is where we are. Where do you think this is going to end up, Bishop Bloomer? I don't know. I um I think we're going to we're going to um there's a scripture that says if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves in prayer, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, I'll hear from heaven and heal the land. We quote that a lot. But we don't quote the part of the text that says that God comes and he says, If I shut up the heavens that there be no rain. God's hand is on everything that we do. And at the end of the day, we're going to, I believe, going to see the hand of God. And I believe that the church is going to experience one of its greatest days of evangelism. And I believe that we're going to see the hand of God turn and shift things. Um, But uh, we need some John the Baptist crying in the wilderness, and we need some Lazarus to be resurrected from the dead. That's what I believe. Well said. And I want to give you the last word. Uh, You know, the four uh, horsemen of the apocalypse makes it sound like the end of time. Yet what you just said was rather hopeful. We have an election coming up one way or the other, November 3rd. You know, a lot can happen between now and then. Uh, Kind of what do you see happening? Is this really the end or is it um, as... uh, Another Christian leader told me on another podcast that it's the beginning of sorrows. Uh, if Donald Trump is elected, what do you think will happen? If he's defeated, what do you think will happen? Um, I think that we're, we're entered into the, uh, the beginning of sorrows. And if he uh, reaches uh, back, back into office, he will uh, dismantle a lot of the one world of government ideologies and philosophies that we have embraced over the past 20 years. Uh, If not, we're going to be going head on into those things. We'll go back into those uh, one world uh, programs. Nancy Pelosi said something that, uh, uh, let me just make state state it clear, she wants to release a digital dollar and pushing for it very, very strongly because of they're saying that the paper dollars, the paper's money is, is, um, is, can be contaminated, controlled viruses, and so on and so forth like that. There's a shortage of coins in the nation. There go that black horse coming. Uh, there's food shortages that, 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 that are happening, and um, some of these things are, are being created and are really, really not the problem. Uh, uh, we'll get to see the one world system come into place. And the, the Bible says that there is a time that is going to come when there will be diseases that will be in the animal kingdom that will make its way into the human bloodstream, uh, um, the pale horse. And we've seen that out of a bat, manufactured somewhere in some lab and released in this nation. I don't have any proof. I'm, I'm just speaking what I believe in my spirit, 
and have done some reading up on um, that this is this is an attempt of the enemy. We're going to see it worse as we get close to the election. Worse as we get to the election, we're going to see crazy things happen. The church needs to brace itself, pray, seek the face of God, and stand up for righteousness and not buckle down under any pressure. Well, this is a good place for me to insert the fact that I have done some research. I did a book. Uh, it came out May twelfth, uh, called "God, Trump, and COVID nineteen," and there is some information there about China. First of all, how all of this pandemic is affecting the church there, but also getting some information from the grassroots as early as February that this did not come from a meat market, but it actually mm-hmm. was from a lab. And uh, yes. some of the material can be substantiated. Some of it can't. You know, we're not in China. We don't speak the language. Of course, the communist government doesn't want us to find out what happened. But people can check that out in my book. It's available on Amazon and also my own website, stevestrangbooks.com. And uh, they can check out on the Charisma Podcast Network some of the podcasts. I did one with Dennis Balcom, that is a, who is uh, probably the leading American missionary to China been there for 50 years. It had over 150,000 downloads, so people might want to check it out. And as we do wrap this up, I want to uh, tell my listeners how they can connect with your uh, ministry, a website, any books that you want to share with us as we close. I'm on every day on on, uh, Warfare Ecology from 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock each day called uh, Warfare Ecology, the General's Daily Briefing, and we have discussions like this every day. Or you can go to my website, bishopbloomer.com. Thank you so much, Stephen, for this um, uh, opportunity to talk, and we need to do a little bit more like this. There's a young man by the name of uh, Dr. Kevin Williams out of Greensboro, North Carolina, that I want to introduce you to. Boy, boy, has he got a revelation on things that is happening and uh, what God has showed him about Trump in, in, in the next election, and he sees him as going back in. Well, that's a good place to stop. I'll follow up uh, with Kevin Williams, but I want to thank you for fitting me in, actually just a few minutes before you go on the air, and thank my listeners for tuning into my podcast today. Share this with others. You know, we, we need to uh, begin to understand current events through the filter of the Word of God and to understand yeah. what the book of Revelation says about things as, such as the four horses of the apocalypse, which seems so mysterious, but Bishop Bloomer uh, laid out how it, it can explain what's going on today. So thank you again, Bishop Bloomer, and to my listeners, God bless you. God bless you.